0: This episode of Getting the Word with Truth's Table is brought to you by the IVP. How can we be faithful Christians in the face of overwhelming problems such as racism and sexism within the U.S. church? The Disruptors podcast is back for season four and host Nancy Wong-Yoon is leaning into these very questions. Stay tuned to find out more
1: To say.
0: Let's get in the Word, and may the Word get in us. Open our eyes that we may behold wonderful things
1: in your Word. Old Testament Reading Lamentations, Chapter 4 through Chapter 5 Chapter 4 The Prophet Speaks Alas, gold has lost its luster. Pure gold loses value. Jewels are scattered on every street corner. The precious sons of Zion were worth their weight in gold. Alas, but now they are treated like broken clay pots made by a potter. Even the jackals nurse their young at their breast. But my people are cruel, like ostriches in the wilderness. The infant's tongue sticks to the roof of its mouth due to thirst. Little children beg for bread, but no one gives them even a morsel. Those who once feasted on delicacies are now starving to death in the streets. Those who grew up wearing expensive clothes are now dying amid garbage. The punishment of my people exceeds that of Sodom, which was overthrown in a moment with no one to help her. Our consecrated ones were brighter than snow, whiter than milk, their bodies more ruddy than corals, their hair like lapis lazuli. Now their appearance is darker than suit. They are not recognized in the streets. Their skin has shriveled on their bones. It is dried up like tree bark. Those who die by the sword are better off than those who die of hunger. Those who waste away, struck down from lack of food. The hands of tender-hearted women cooked their own children, who became their food. When my people were destroyed, the Lord fully vented his wrath. He poured out his fierce anger. He started a fire in Zion. It consumed her foundations. Neither the kings of the earth nor the people of the lands ever thought that enemy or foe could enter the gates of Jerusalem but it happened due to the sins of her prophets and the iniquities of her priests, who poured out in her midst the blood of the righteous. They wander blindly through the streets, defiled by the blood they shed, while no one dares to touch their garments. People cry to them, turn away, you are unclean, turn away, turn away, don't touch us. So they have fled and wander about, but the nations say they may not stay here any longer. The Lord himself has scattered them. He no longer watches over them. They did not honor their priests. They did not show favor to their elders. The people of Jerusalem lament. Our eyes continually failed us as we looked in vain for help. From our watchtowers we watched, for a nation that could not rescue us. Our enemies hunted us down at every step so that we could not walk about in our streets. Our end drew near. Our days were numbered, for our end had come. Those who pursued us were swifter than eagles in the sky. They chased us over the mountains. They ambushed us in the wilderness. Our very life breath, the Lord's anointed king, was caught in their traps, of whom we thought, under his protection, we will survive among the nations. The prophet speaks. Rejoice and be glad for now, O people of Edom, who reside in the land of Uz, but the cup of judgment will pass to you also. You will get drunk and take off your clothes. O people of Zion, your punishment will come to an end. He will not prolong your exile. But O people of Edom, he will punish your sin and reveal your offenses. Chapter five, the people of Jerusalem pray. O Lord, reflect on what has happened to us. Consider and look at our disgrace. Our inheritance is turned over to strangers. Foreigners now occupy our homes. We have become fatherless orphans. Our mothers have become widows. We must pay for our own water. We must buy our own wood at a steep price. We are pursued. They are breathing down our necks. We are weary and have no rest. We have submitted to Egypt and Assyria in order to buy food to eat. Our forefathers sinned and are dead, but we suffer their punishment. Slaves rule over us. There is no one to rescue us from their power. At the risk of our lives, we get our food because robbers lurk in the wilderness. Our skin is as hot as an oven due to a fever from hunger. They raped women in Zion, virgins of the town of Judah. Princes were hung by their hands. Elders were mistreated. The young men perform menial labor. Boys stagger from their labor. The elders are gone from the city gate. The young men have stopped playing their music. Our hearts no longer have any joy. Our dancing is turned to mourning. The crown has fallen from our head. Woe to us, for we have sinned. Because of this, our hearts are sick. Because of these things, we can hardly see through our tears. For wild animals are prowling over Mount Zion, which lies desolate. But you, O Lord, reign forever. Your throne endures from generation to generation. Why do you keep on forgetting us? Why do you forsake us so long? Bring us back to yourself, O Lord so that we may return to you, renew our life, as in days before, unless you have utterly rejected us and are angry with us beyond measure. Psalm chapter 79, a Psalm of Asaph. O God, foreigners have invaded your chosen land. They have polluted your holy temple and turned Jerusalem into a heap of ruins. They have given the corpses of your servants to the birds of the sky, the flesh of your loyal followers, to the beasts of the earth. They have made their blood flow like water all around Jerusalem, and there is no one to bury them. We have become an object of disdain to our neighbors. Those who live on our borders taunt and insult us. How long will this go on, O Lord? Will you stay angry forever? How long will your rage burn like fire? Pour out your anger on the nations that do not acknowledge you, on the kingdoms that do not pray to you. For they have devoured Jacob and destroyed his home. Do not hold us accountable for the sins of earlier generations. Quickly send your compassion our way, for we are in serious trouble. Help us, O God, our deliverer. For the sake of your glorious reputation, rescue us. Forgive our sins for the sake of your reputation. Why should the nation say, Where is their God? Before our very eyes, may the shed blood of your servants be avenged among the nations. Listen to the painful cries of the prisoners. Use your great strength to set free those condemned to die. Pay back our neighbors in full. May they be insulted the same way they insulted you, O Lord. Then we, your people, the sheep of your pasture, will continually thank you. We will tell coming generations of your praiseworthy acts. Testament reading. Acts chapter 15 verse 36 through chapter 16 verse 10. Paul and Barnabas part company. After some days, Paul said to Barnabas, let's return and visit the brothers in every town where we proclaim the word of the Lord to see how they are doing. Barnabas wanted to bring John called Mark along with them too, but Paul insisted that they should not take along this one who had left them in Pamphylia and had not accompanied them in the work. They had a sharp disagreement so that they parted company. Barnabas took a long mark and sailed away to Cyprus, but Paul chose Silas and set out, commended to the grace of the Lord by the brothers and sisters. He passed through Syria and Cilicia, strengthening the churches. Chapter 16. Timothy joins Paul and Silas. He also came to Derbe and to Lystra. A disciple named Timothy was there, the son of a Jewish woman who was a believer, but whose father was a Greek. The brothers in Lystra and Iconium spoke well of him. Paul wanted Timothy to accompany him, and he took him and circumcised him because of the Jews who were in those places, for they all knew that his father was Greek. As they went through the towns, they passed on the decrees that had been decided on by the apostles and elders in Jerusalem for the Gentile believers to obey. So the churches were being strengthened in the faith and were increasing in number every day. Paul's vision of the Macedonian man. They went through the region of Phrygia and Galatia, having been prevented by the Holy Spirit from speaking the message in the province of Asia. When they came to Mysia, they attempted to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit of Jesus did not allow them to do this. So they passed through Mysia and went down to Trous. A vision appeared to Paul during the night. A Macedonian man was standing there urging him, come over to Macedonia and help us. After Paul saw the vision, We attempted immediately to go over to Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to proclaim the good news to them. This is the word of God for the people of God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let us go boldly to God's throne of grace. Merciful God, we thank you today for another opportunity to get in your word. God, we thank you for the way in which you reveal to us not only your heart and your ethics and your will and your redemptive history and the way that things are coming to pass even now oh god as we are all caught up in your redemptive story but you also lift up a mirror and reveal to us ourselves you reveal to us individually but you also reveal to us the state of the church the people who claim to be your people oh god and lord we see in particularly in some of these old testament passages the ways in which sin goes so much deeper, that it seems to not have a bottom, that the sins of idolatry and greed and lust and wickedness of all kinds and forms, O God, the way in which it takes humanity to a place even beyond humanity's initial imagination, O God. And I pray right now, O God, that you would be at work restraining the wickedness in our world, the wickedness in our hearts, the wickedness in our land, O God, the ways in which we subjugate and abuse other people, O God, the ways in which We ignore the cries of the hungry and the destitute, O God. Lord, the way that we look the other way when we ought to speak up. God, I pray right now that you would have mercy on us and you would pour out your spirit and you would help us to speak boldly, O God, against wickedness. But not only in the land, but wickedness in our own hearts, in our own minds and imaginations. O God, would you grant to us a clean heart and renew in us a right spirit grant to us the mind of Christ, O oh Lord. Help us to choose your way, your will, and your ethics every time. Lord God, we know that sin lies to us. It minimizes. It tells us it's only one time. It it says it's not that bad. It It compares itself to other things so that we don't feel like we are doing that wrong of a thing. But God, we are reminded in these passages just how delusional that is and how deep sin actually runs. So would you break us free from such lies, O God? These lies are not just costly to us, but sin is costly to this world, O God. The way in which it harms people and communities and children. Would you set us free? Would you set us free to walk in holiness and love and kindness? and compassion. We thank you, O God, that your spirit is at work. It is at work, O God, right now in your world. And despite all the wickedness that we can see and the heartbreak that we see and the the lament that is a right response to injustice and wickedness, O God, we know that your spirit marches on. We know, O God, that your spirit is at work drawing people unto yourself. Your spirit is at work convicting those who once had hard hearts and turning hearts of stone into hearts of flesh. We know that your spirit is at work bringing truth and light and justice and hope. We know that your spirit is at work drawing those who were dead in sins and trespasses unto new life in you. We know that your spirit is at work healing wounds that are things that we don't even talk about publicly, O God, that we don't even want to mention in our own minds privately, O God. Your spirit is at work bringing healing and renewal and life and love. So Spirit be at work in us today. Help us to resist sin, help us to choose you every time. Help us to forgive and to love our neighbor and even our enemies, O God? Help us to know and understand and desire your word. Spirit, would you apply it to our hearts and our minds, O God? Would you grant us the ability to understand and discern your word? Thank you for the ways in which, as we have walked through your word, you have created in us new habits, holy habits, O God, seeking after you and your word. We thank you that the good work that you have started in us is not done. We are works in progress, and we're grateful for this, because although we're not a finished product, we are not what we used to be. You are at work in your people. And for that, we thank you and we praise you. We long, O God, for the day this work will be completed in us. Our faith will indeed be sight, and all things will be made new. Until then, O God. Help us to walk in the narrow way. Help us to be holy, for you are holy. Lord God, thank you for your compassionate ways in which you pour out forgiveness to your people who at times can't even fathom how much we need to be forgiven. And in light of that grace that you have poured out, I pray, O oh God, that we would become more gracious and merciful people. For we have forgiven much. Now let us love much, loving you through obedience and worship and loving others as an outpouring of the grace that has been poured into us. It is in your name that we pray and we give you thanks. Amen and amen.
0: Nancy Wong-Yoon is back again to host season four of the Disruptors podcast. Each episode explores the nature of Christian spirituality in the real world with guests who have experience and insights in doing just that, including Yahoo News Chief National Correspondent John Ward, author and mental health expert Christina Barland Edmondson, and tennis champion Michael Chang. This season will also include a four-part miniseries with New York Times best-selling author Jamar Tisby that discusses the Christmas industrial complex. Check out the Disruptors now wherever you get your podcast and join Nancy on her spiritual journey toward liberation.